Welcome to the podcast, Move Forth with Grace. We will be reading the whole Bible in the year 2024. This is such a perfect way to get into God's Word each day and to develop your own relationship with God our Father through His Son, Jesus Christ. I am your host, Angela, and want to first of all say that I am not an expert in theology or church history or a minister, and I never will claim to be. I am a wife and mother who has been reborn and want to be of service to God in gratitude for calling me back home. Welcome to the podcast. The Bible that I will be reading from is the One Year Bible. It is a New Living Translation, and you can find one at www.tendale.com. This episode is also brought to you by the Move Forth brand. It encompasses freedom, health, and God's grace. We are created in God's image perfectly and fearfully and wonderfully. There is nothing that we need to do to earn His grace. He simply gives it to us. I am certified in health and life coaching, but no longer practice. However, I have health tips and resources, products that I love and use, homeschool tips and merchandise available on my website, and that is www www.move-forth.com. One of my favorite products on my website and that I use each day are stem cell activation patches. Stem cell therapy can be very costly and can produce results that are short-lived, which is why these patches are so brilliant and they're not considered to be stem cell therapy. They actually activate our own body's production of stem cells and support our health and well-being, all while optimizing our immune system. You can check those out on my website as well, www.move-forth.com. Thank you for being here. Thank you for becoming less like you and more like Jesus. May you move forth with grace today. All right. Well, today is day 63. We will be reading Numbers 2-1 through 351, Mark 11-27 through 12-17, Psalm 47-1 through 9, and Proverbs 10-24 through 25. Let's go ahead and open with a prayer. Dear Lord, thank you for this time and your word and your presence. We just pray for your wisdom and guidance in our lives before our own before what we think is right. We pray for what you think is right in our lives. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Numbers 2, 1 through 351. Then the Lord gave these instructions to Moses and Aaron. When the Israelites set up camp, each tribe will be assigned its own area. The tribal divisions will camp beneath their family banners on all four sides of the tabernacle, but at some distance from it. The divisions of Judah, Issachar, and Zebulun are to camp toward the sunrise on the east side of the tabernacle beneath their family banners. These are the names of the tribes, their leaders, and the numbers of their registered troops. Tribe of Judah, leader Nashon, son of Amenadab, number 74,600. Tribe Issachar, Nathaniel, son of Zuar, is the leader, and the number is 54,400. Tribe Zebulun, leader Eliab, son of Helan, 57,400. So the total of all the troops on Judah's side of the camp is 186,400. These three tribes are to lead the way whenever the Israelites travel to a new campsite. The divisions of Reuben, Simeon, and Gad are to camp on the south side of the tabernacle beneath their family banners. These are the names of the tribes, their leaders, and the numbers of their registered troops. Tribe Reuben, leader Elisor, son of Shadur, number 46,500. Tribe Simeon, Shelumel, son of Zerashadai, number 59,300. And Tribe Gad, Leader Elisaf, son of Duel, and the number is 45,650. 
So the total of all the troops on Reuben's side of the camp is 151,450. These three tribes will be second in line whenever the Israelites travel. Then the tabernacle carried by the Levites will set out from the middle of the camp. All the tribes are to travel in the same order that they camp each in position under the appropriate family banner. The divisions of Ephraim, Manasseh, and Benjamin are to camp on the west side of the tabernacle beneath their family banners. These are the names of the tribes, their leaders, and the numbers of their registered troops. Tribe Ephraim, leader Elishama, son of Amahud, number 40,500. Tribe Manasseh, leader Gamaliel, son of Padasur, number 32,200. Tribe Benjamin, Abidan, son of Gideonai, number 35,400. So the total of all the troops on Ephraim's side of the camp is 108,100. These three tribes will be third in line whenever the Israelites travel. The divisions of Dan, Asher, and Naphtali are to camp on the north side of the tabernacle beneath their family banners. These are the names of the tribes, their leaders, and the numbers of their registered troops. Tribe Dan, leader, Ahisur, son of Amishadai, number 62,700. Asher, leader, Pagiel, son of Okran, number 41,500. And tribe Naphtali, leader, Ahira, son of Inan, number 53,400. So the total of all the troops on Dan's side of the camp is 157,600. These three tribes will be last marching under their banners whenever the Israelites travel. In summary, the troops of Israel listed by their families totaled 603,550, but as the Lord had commanded the Levites were not included in this registration. So the people of Israel did everything as the Lord had commanded Moses. Each clan and family set up camp and marched under their banners exactly as the Lord had instructed them. This is the family line of Aaron and Moses as it was recorded when the Lord spoke to Moses on Mount Sinai. The names of Aaron's sons were Nadab, the oldest, Abihu, Eleazar, and Ithamar. These sons of Aaron were anointed and ordained to minister as priests. But Nadab and Abihu died in the Lord's presence in the wilderness of Sinai, when they burned before the Lord the wrong kind of fire, different than he had commanded. Since they had no sons, this left only Eleazar and Ithamar to serve as priests with their father Aaron. Then the Lord said to Moses, Call forward the tribe of Levi and present them to Aaron the priest to serve as his assistants. They will serve Aaron and the whole community, performing their sacred duties in and around the tabernacle. They will also maintain all the furnishings of the sacred tent, serving in the tabernacle on behalf of all the Israelites. Assign the Levites to Aaron and his sons. They have been given from among all the people of Israel to serve as their assistants. Appoint Aaron and his sons to carry out the duties of the priesthood. But any unauthorized person who goes too near the sanctuary must be put to death. And the Lord said to Moses, Look, I have chosen the Levites from among the Israelites to serve as substitutes for all the firstborn sons of the people of Israel. The Levites belong to me, for all the firstborn males are mine. On that day I struck down all the firstborn sons of the Egyptians. I set apart for myself all the firstborn in Israel, both of people and animals. They are mine. I am the Lord. The Lord spoke again to Moses in the wilderness of Sinai. He said, Record the names of the members of the tribe of Levi by their families and clans. 
list every male who is one month old or older. So Moses listed them just as the Lord had commanded. Levi had three sons whose names were Gershon, Kohath, and Merari. The clans descended from Gershon were named after two of his descendants, Libni and Shemai. The clans descended from Kohath were named after four of his descendants, Amram, Esar, Hebron, and Usiel. The clans descended from Merari were named after two of his descendants, Malai and Mushai. These were the Levite clans listed according to their family groups. The descendants of Gershon were composed of the clans descended from Libni and Shemai. There were 7,500 males, one month old or older, among these Gershonite clans. They were assigned the area to the west of the tabernacle for their camp. The leader of the Gershonite clans was Eliasaph, son of Lael. These two clans were responsible to care for the tabernacle, including the sacred tent with its layers of coverings, the curtain at its entrance, the curtains of the courtyard that surrounded the tabernacle and altar, the curtain at the courtyard entrance, the ropes, and all the equipment related to their use. The descendants of Kohath were composed of the clans descended from Amram, Isar, Hebron, and Usiel. There were 8,600 males, one month old or old, or older among these Kohathite clans. They were responsible for the care of the sanctuary, and they were assigned the area south of the tabernacle for their camp. The leader of the Kohathite clans were Elsaphon, son of Usiel. These four clans were responsible for the care of the ark, the table, the lampstand, the altars, the various articles used in the sanctuary, the inner curtain, and all the equipment related to their use. Eleazar, son of Aaron, the priest, was the chief administrator over all the Levites, with special responsibility for the oversight of the sanctuary. The descendants of Merari were composed of the clans descended from Malai and Mushai. These were 6,200, there were 6,200 males, one month old or older, among these Merarite clans. They were assigned the area north of the tabernacle for their camp. The leader of the Merarite clans was Zuriel, son of Abahel. These two clans were responsible for the care of the frames supporting the tabernacle, the crossbars, the pillars, the bases, and all the equipment related to their use. They were also responsible for the posts of the courtyard and all their bases, pegs, and ropes. The area in front of the tabernacle in the east toward the sunrise was reserved for the tents of Moses and of Aaron and his sons, who had the final responsibility for the sanctuary on behalf of the people of Israel. Anyone other than a priest or Levite who went too near the sanctuary was put to death. When Moses and Aaron counted the Levite clans at the Lord's command, the total number was 22,000 males, one month old or older. Then the Lord said to Moses, Now count all the firstborn sons in Israel who are one month old or older and make a list of their names. The Levites must be reserved for me as substitutes for the firstborn sons of Israel. I am the Lord. And the Levites' livestock must be reserved for me as substitutes for the firstborn livestock of the whole nation of Israel. So Moses counted the firstborn sons of the people of Israel, just as the Lord had commanded. The number of firstborn sons who were one month old or older was 22,273. 
Then the Lord said to Moses, Take the Levites as substitutes for the firstborn sons of the people of Israel, and take the livestock of the Levites as substitutes for the firstborn livestock of the people of Israel. The Levites belong to me. I am the Lord. There are 273 more first son, firstborn sons of Israel than there are Levites. To redeem these extra firstborn sons, collect five pieces of silver for each of them, each piece weighing the same as the sanctuary shekel, which equals 20 geras. Give the silver to Aaron and his sons as the redemption price for the extra firstborn sons. So Moses collected the silver for redeeming the firstborn sons of Israel who exceeded the number of Levites. He collected 1,365 pieces of silver on behalf of these firstborn sons of Israel, each piece weighing the same as the sanctuary shekel. And Moses gave the silver for the redemption to Aaron and his sons, just as the Lord had commanded. Mark 11:27 through 12:17. Again, they entered Jerusalem. As Jesus was walking through the temple area, the leading priests, the teacher, teachers of religious law, and the elders came up to him. They demanded, by what authority are you doing all these things? Who gave you the right to do them? I'll tell you by what authority I do these things if you answer one question, Jesus replied. Did John's authority to baptize come from heaven or was it merely human? Answer me. They talked it over among themselves. If we say it was from heaven, he will ask why we didn't believe John. But do we dare say it was merely human? For they were afraid of what the people would do, because everyone believed that John was a prophet. So they finally replied, We don't know. And Jesus responded, Then I won't tell you by what authority I do these things. Then Jesus began teaching them with stories. A man planted a vineyard. He built a wall around it, dug a pit for pressing out the grape juice, and built a lookout tower. Then he leased the, the vineyard to tenant farmers and moved to another country. At the time of the Grape harvest, he sent one of his servants to collect his share of the crop. But the farmers grabbed the servant, beat him up, and sent him back empty-handed. The owner then sent <coughs> excuse me. The owner then sent another servant, but they insulted him and beat him over the head. The next servant he sent was killed. Others he sent was either beaten or killed, until there was only one left, his son whom he loved dearly. The owner finally sent him, thinking, Surely they will respect my son. But the tenant farmers said to one another, Here comes the heir to his estate. Let's kill him kill him, and get the estate for ourselves. So they grabbed him and murdered him and threw his body out of the vineyard. What do you suppose the owner of the vineyard will do? Jesus asked. I'll tell you. He will come and kill those farmers and lease the vineyard to others. Didn't you ever read this in the scriptures? The stone that the builders rejected has now become the cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing, and it is wonderful to see. The religious leaders wanted to arrest Jesus because they realized he was telling the story about them. They were the wicked farmers, but they were afraid of the crowd, so they left him and went away. Later, the leaders sent some Pharisees and supporters of Herod to trap Jesus into saying something for which he could be arrested. Teacher, they said, we know how honest you are. You are impartial and don't play favorites. You teach the way of God truthfully. Now, tell us, is it right to pay taxes to Caesar or not? Should we pay them or shouldn't we? Jesus saw through their hypocrisy and said, Why are you trying to trap me? Show me a Roman coin, and I'll tell you. When they handed it to him, he asked, Whose picture and title are stamped on it? Caesar's, they replied. Well then, Jesus said, 
Give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar, and give to God what belongs to God. His reply completely amazed them. Psalm 47, 1-9. For the choir director, a psalm of the descendants of Korah. Come everyone, clap your hands, shout to God with joyful praise. For the Lord Most High is awesome. He is the great king of all the earth. He subdues the nations before us, putting our enemies beneath our feet. He chose the promised land as our inheritance, the proud possession of Jacob's descendants, whom he loves. God has ascended with a mighty shout. The Lord has ascended with trumpets blaring. Sing praises to God. Sing praises. Sing praises to our king. Sing praises. For God is the king over all the earth. Praise him with a psalm. God reigns above the nations, sitting on his holy throne. The rulers of the world have gathered together with the people of the God of Abraham. For all the kings of the earth belong to God. He is highly honored everywhere. Proverbs 10, 24-25 The fears of the wicked will be fulfilled. The hopes of the godly will be granted. When the storms of life come in, the wicked are whirled away, but the godly have a lasting foundation. And that concludes our reading time today. Thank you for your patience with me as I was reading names. <laughs> it is so challenging to read names in the Bible, so I do apologize, and I know that I mispronounce probably probably every single one. <clears throat> so it's just a part of this podcast ride, and I'm just so glad that you are here. All right, let's go ahead and take a look at our companion today. In Numbers 2-2, why was the nation of Israel organized according to tribes? Another thing, too, really quickly, I did see in a, or learn about in a study through Chuck Missler, who I really appreciate his Bible teachings. Um, He laid out the, um, like a diagram of what this would actually look like, you know, east and west and north and south, um, with the tabernacle in the center, and what he discovered because there are um, there are different numbers, right? Uh, you know, some um, clans had more than others, right? And so, how they were organized, it actually it, it actually makes the sign of the cross. So that is really cool, right? Because that wasn't a symbol um, back dur- back in this time. But if you were looking at it um, from up above, it would be a cross. So anyway, take a Check that out if you can. Chuck Missler talks about that. All right. So, all right. So what was the nation of Israel organized? Why was the nation of Israel organized according to tribes? This was done for several reasons. One, it was an effective way to manage and govern a large group. Two, it made dividing the promised land easier. Three, it was part of their culture and heritage. People were not known by a last name, but by their family, clan, and tribe. Four, it made it easier to keep detailed genealogies, and genealogies were the only way to prove membership in God's chosen nation. Five, it made travel much more efficient. The people followed the tribe's standard, a kind of flag, and thus stayed together and kept from getting lost. This must have been one of the biggest campsites the world has ever seen. It would have taken about 12 square miles to set up tents for just the 600,000 fighting men not to mention the women and children. So we can kind of imagine that. So if it was 12 miles, that would be a really big cross. Anyway, super fascinating. All right, so over in Mark today, 
What was the meaning of the parable in Mark 12, 1 through 12? I am so sorry that I have to keep clearing my throat. Okay. In this parable, the man who planted the vineyard is God. The vineyard is the nation, Israel. The tenants are Israel's religious leaders. The servants are the prophets and priests who remained faithful to God. The son is Jesus, and the others are the Gentiles. By telling this story, Jesus exposed the religious leaders' plot to kill him and warned that their sins would be punished. Israel pictured as a vineyard was the nation that God had cultivated to bring salvation to the world. The religious leaders not only frustrated their nation's purpose, they also killed those who were trying to fulfill it. They were so jealous and possessive that they ignored the welfare of the very people they were supposed to be bringing to God. Okay, and our next question in Mark today. Why did Jesus refer to himself as the stone rejected by the builders? Jesus knew he would be rejected by most of the Jewish leaders, but he would become the cornerstone of a new, in quotations, building, the church, and that is in Acts 4, 11 through 12. A cornerstone was used as a base to make sure the other stones of the building were straight and level. Likewise, Jesus' life and teaching would be the church's foundation. And then our psalm today. Let's see. The theme of our psalm today is God is still king of the world. All nations of the earth will eventually recognize his lordship. And this is over in the study Bible. And in verse 9, Abraham was the father of the Israelite nation. The one true God was sometimes called the God of Abraham. That's in Exodus, in 1 Kings, many other places. In a spiritual sense, God's promises to Abraham apply to all who believe in God, whether Jew or Gentile. That's in Romans 4 and Galatians 3. Thus, the God of Abraham is our God too. So I just wanted to include that as well. All right, we will go ahead and end with our prayer today. If I can speak and not feel like I have to cough, I am so sorry for that. Dear Lord, thank you for this time together today. We just greatly appreciate having time in your word for us to just have experienced your presence, your wisdom, just an opportunity for us to get to know you better, Father. And we just thank you for your grace and mercy in our lives. We thank you for the breath in our lungs. We thank you for all of our blessings, all of our family members and loved ones, Father. We just, we thank you. And we especially thank you for sending your own son, Jesus, to save us and to make us holy once again. We say this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, that concludes our episode for today. Thank you so much for being here. I look forward to being with you in the next episode. Take care.